Hey, good afternoon. This is Jack Mancini, and I'm here with my longstanding partner, Adam Sunhalter. And we are business coaches. We've been together for over 20 years, coaching companies, that is, for over 20 years. And we uh, we love doing it. And under the name of Dirty Secrets of Small Business and Maximum Value Partners. Those two names and and put them put them deep in your mind because they're uh, they'll definitely worthwhile. And we're gonna what we do as business coaches we deal with small businesses usually under two million in revenue, and in any industry it makes no difference. Those are small. There aren't many people, certainly with our experience, that can deal with these small businesses the way we do. If they stay with us, they got to stay with us because there's a lot of tricks to learn. They're going to be successful, and that's defined as growing sustainable profits. So sometimes our longest client has been with us for over 12 years. They fell in love with us, and uh, we fell in love with them. So they went from six employees to 130. Is that about where it's at, Adam? Yep. And and uh, uh, we, we create our podcast, Dirty Secrets of Small Business, with our actual coaching experience names we uh, we hold back but basically the the circumstances and the things that they got into or have a question on they become our fodder for our shows here we we make one podcast a month and we've been doing this 150 times almost hold on you're all kinds of crazy numbers so we do it once a week this is and we've, we're approaching 400 episodes right now, Jack, as we record this one. But I'll Holy crap. Oh, yeah, you're losing track. We, we've been doing this seven and a half years. Thanks now. for straightening me out. You got it. That's where Yeah, that's I got it. Another, another couple more years and I'll have it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so those those actual coaching experiences become our the fodder for making a, a podcast. And every once in a while, we bring in a guest. And a guest is a successful business guy who has a, a small business, again, defined as under 2 million in sales and usually from one to 25 employees. We wander off the reservation occasionally and go with bigger companies, but that's what we'd like to do. We do it well. We have fun doing it. So we have a guest today who was coaching us for a while. Uh, he, was a, he was a client for a number of years. And he's, uh, oh, wait a minute. I'm going to have my partner, Adam, introduce him. He's a good guy. He went to St. Ed's High School, too. So that's always a good thing. Not right. Adam, our guest. Okay, I'm going to turn it over to Adam. That's right. I'm outnumbered here. Yeah, uh, thank you, Jack. Uh, and welcome to uh, the Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Yes, for those of you who are, who are based in the Cleveland area listening to it, I'm outnumbered. I'm a St. Ignatius guy. I got two St. Ed's guys here. But that's right. They're all, they're all good guys. Keep them, you know, keep them close and good. Um, we're, we're excited to, to, to bring on today, um, you know, one of the areas we focus our coaching practice on is helping people when they go through some pretty good growth or how to make that growth start to happen. And we've got our guest here today is going to help kind of share some of his story, which includes quite a bit of growth um, over the years. And so we want to welcome in uh, Joe Butler, who is the owner, Super Joe, Big Kahuna for Prescription Fitness. And is, is it now <laughs> Butler Fitness or Butner well, Butler Wellness? It keeps on expanding, but Prescription Fitness for sure. But Joe... Yeah. Welcome, for, yeah. Small business. Hello, Joe. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Pleasure to be here. We're we're excited to have you it on. It wouldn't be complete. Go, Go ahead, on, Jack. 
<laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't be complete our 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 repertoire of oh, of uh, podcasts wouldn't be complete without <laughs> joe butler <laughs> when, when when jack starts using multi-syllabic words early in the interview joe yeah i don't know man we, we, we could be in trouble here i try to keep it you know <laughs> it's sweet and easy to understand for him but that's all right we'll keep, we'll keep going so all right um but we, we you have a great story to tell and, and you know it's fun that we, that we were along uh, with you for the ride for for, for 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 part of it joe but um we always find a, a good place to start is why don't you just give our audience just give them a little background you know tell us about joe butler you know you know where'd you grow up kind of what you can i give us a story um you know before we uh you know before we met and started you know started to work together about 15 years ago can i give people a little background about about joe butler yeah absolutely so again guys thanks for having me on uh pleasure to be here uh so um uh I grew up in uh, West Park area of Cleveland over on the west side, over by John Marshall High School, and uh, went to St. Ed's High School, graduating class 86. Go Eagles, right? Sorry about that, Adam. Go Eagles. Uh, That's we, all right. We love, you. We, we love you anyways, Adam, even though you're a wildcat. Uh, we, <laughs> we, we still uh, we'll keep you close, right? So, right. Um, I, yeah, I wrestled, uh, I wrestled through high school and college, so um, had some good success there, wrestled through uh, at Eastern Michigan is where I graduated from, uh, wrestled there and um, uh, stayed on the coach for a year as well. And uh, was really the whole time into um, obviously through wrestling, a lot of strength training. I've had some great coaches throughout the years. I loved it. Uh, and I found that people were asking me to put programs together for them, things of that nature. And, um, uh, and so I had done that a little bit. I, I during my, my coaching with uh, uh, Eastern Michigan, I was, I was doing some of their strength training as a group. And uh, once I graduated, I was uh, back to Cleveland for a bit, then moved out to Los Angeles. And that's really where um, I caught fire uh, with the, the whole personal training side of, um, uh, of things. And um, I had some really good mentors out there from from the, the uh, programming side, how do we get somebody to the goal and identifying what the goal is and how to get them there. And also on the, um, the business side of it as well, I had some, some good mentors out there. Uh, so fast forward a little bit, I got married. We had a couple of kids. We moved back to the Cleveland area. Wait, wait, let, me, let me interrupt you. Let me interrupt you for a minute. You, you won yeah. some awards too, didn't you? I did. I did. So I was uh, in high school, I was a freestyle state champion. Um, while I was at St. Ed's and then in college, I won the, uh, I was a national champion in freestyle as well um, there. And then after, after that, I tried it out for, uh, to make the Olympic team and I wasn't that guy. So I was kind of, um, I wasn't exactly sure what to do. And I had a friend that said, you should try bodybuilding. And I said, uh, no, nah, I don't think so. It's uh, all those guys are you know, on steroids, and that wasn't my thing at all. Um, and he said, no, they have drug-tested shows. So we went to watch one. I was actually over at Lakewood High School, the auditorium there, and I'm fairly cocky anyway. So I said, I could, I'm looking at these guys, and I'm like, I could beat them. So I trained for my first show, and I was runner-up in the in the Mr. Ohio Natural. Um, and I learned two things right there. One is I hate to lose. I love winning. Um, actually, I hate losing more than I love winning. Um, so I found that out pretty quick. And then also is I needed I needed top coaching if I wanted to go to the next level. And that's going to apply to everything we're talking about here as well. Um, so I found some great coaches. I won the I won uh, Mr. Ohio Natural, then went on to do uh, um, natural 
uh, national level bodybuilding shows. I was, I took a seventh the first time at nationals and moved out to Los Angeles. I was out there. Um, I was, uh, I took a runner up in the nationals third in, in the world. Um, so I had some good experience and I, and I got a couple, um, I got a couple titles after my name, but, uh, it was all a lot of fun. It was all a good experience, you know, while I was out there when, you know, in the meantime, I was, I was, uh, training people and, um, trying to figure out how to make a business out of what I would love, you know? So, um, when I came back to the Cleveland area, um, I was actually training people out of my basement. Um, that's where I started. And at that point, my, my, we, my wife and I just had twins. And so we, we both agreed that having my next appointment sit at the kitchen table, wasn't the way to go. Uh, so I started looking for some space and I found a, found a nice spot in Bay village. Um, I rented some small space, about a thousand square feet. And I started a one man show and we started training people. And from there it, it, uh, it grew into, I had to hire a guy cause I was a volunteer coach for the CYO and we brought a guy in and then I, I started to realize how I could, um, what's a good right word, uh, you know, really start to scale up my passion, you know, at that point in time. So, um, we were, we were in Bay village and, um, I think it was probably a couple of years in at that point, we were, we had some growth and, uh, I met, uh, Adam through a networking group. And so, you know, we had talked several times and I, we had talked about, you know, coaching with him and Jack and I was asking questions and and, and I think Adam basically said, you're not ready for it yet. You haven't hit enough bumps in the road. So I'm like, okay. Um, I remember that meeting. So, we had coffee at, yes, at the place right, right across we were the coffee. Like, yeah, not quite yet, Joe, but yeah, not quite yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I was asking questions like, you're not ready yet. You you haven't had enough. You haven't had enough uh, bumps. <laughs> no, no, scars. So, yeah, you haven't had enough scars yet. That's it. Scars, bumps. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> Very so, important. Forward, yeah, you know. To a, a, a few a few years later, I, uh, we were hitting some more bumps, and that's actually when we we uh, kind of got together for for some coaching at that point. Right. Okay. That's good. So let's bring so, it up to when we, that, when we that, started with you. Okay. So did you yeah. you know in your travels, either in your time when you were up in Michigan, stuff you were seeing there, or back to Cleveland for a little bit, then out to LA, um, as you were seeing stuff kind of going on, then you, you came back to Ohio and you said, you said you started out of the basement, but you had something in mind when you were starting it out. So, when, you know, and did, did you see models or something like that when you were there? You know, kind of what was the, I don't know, the, the initial dream, you know, you know, what were you hoping to create when you're, when you're doing that first thing in your basement back here in Cleveland? Right. You know what? I, I'm not sure if I knew, I, I think initially it was survival. I needed to, I needed to create some income. I know that I had a, a little nest egg that I could ride for a bit, but I could see where the, um, our expenses were going to cross over with my income. So we needed to start, uh, needed to start working. Uh, so it was really a decision. Am I going to take a nine to five job? Am I going to do this on my own? And so my wife fully supported me and, uh, um, you know, to, to be able to, to move forward um to do that but back to the models there was a model there's a place i worked at in beverly hills um and it was um, there was a couple different models out there but the one i i i basically modeled our initial uh setup after in bay village was a place in beverly hills and it was strictly trainer client so not a gym where you're training people it was strictly trainer client um that was the model that i i thought um would be uh the most beneficial uh in that scenario. So 
you know, we rented the space and um, we started and um, it took off. People, people like that were bringing something from the West Coast. It wasn't really here at that point in time where it's one-on-one training with no distractions. How did, and, how did um, you promote, how did you promote yourself, Joe? We, we were guerrilla marketing the whole time. So, uh, and by that, I mean, I was just, I was, uh, just networking and then not in the, not in the sense of a structured network meeting, but, um, you know, I was coaching parents would talk to me. I would talk to them, bring your kid in and, um, we figure out a game plan. Then one of the parents want to come in. We were doing that. We did everything from, uh, you know, flyers on windshield wipers. I know the one time you, I, I got a good, you, I got a good laugh out of you, Jack, with the um, hanging, hanging the uh, um, flyers on door, door, knocks, door, 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 door hangers. Knocks, yeah. Right. Door hangers. <laughs> we tried, we tried stuff and it, and it was really elimination of stuff that was garbage and didn't work um, to finding the things <laughs> that did work, you know? So um, we tried, it was, it was a lot of just, um, you know, pounding the pavement and talking to people and uh, making calls and, and doing those types of things is uh, initially how we started to get more and more clients. And then word of mouth from there was a, was a big, uh, was a big one for us. All right. Let me set the stage a little bit. So, all right. So we, so that's good. That's a good background. You got to rip the speed. So here's where we start with Joe. So Joe, at that point, you were renting space. You're renting, not the entire, you're renting part of the building, right? You know, right. You know and yes. you're going, but you had ideas for growth. So again, so you've been through some stuff. You've been trying to kind of grow. And, and as you were, as we were talking, you're saying, Hey, I want to, I want to replicate this. I, I want to take what we're doing here and start to kind of replicate it. So yes. if we start there, so, so we met you, here we are renting part of a building in one location. Now, as you stand today, you had seven locations today. We have seven today. Correct. Seven today. Okay. So, what we're going to talk about today, folks, is we're going to talk about how when we met Joe with that you know partial building that he's renting, now he's in seven locations. How did we get there? Because it wasn't a wasn't a straight simple path. We didn't have all the answers to start with. But, you know, in terms of how we kind of we, we kind of started to kind of go through some stuff, right? So let's start talking about some of that some of that growth. And and I know one of the favorite things Jack wanted to bring up is one of the things he used to have in your in your lobby, Jack. You remember when, when we first walked in? What's one of the things that we oh, used to do? Yeah, yes. the, the, a little uh, a glass case. I don't know. That's, that's what it was. That's for sure. The glass case. The glass case. Yes. Joe knows it. Okay. So yeah, talk- I know it. Jack gave me a lot of crap about the glass case. So what's the glass and, case uh, for our audience? <laughs> Tell them how that fit into your business model, Joe. In terms of the, the it little- was yeah, it was it was it had its own line item for revenue, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it was a very small <laughs> line item. <laughs> yeah. So, so in, in, all of my, in all of my wisdom, I thought that, Hey, it's just a natural fit to sell supplements. Right. So we had some protein powder, we had some vitamins, there's a couple other things in a glass, some bands, things along those lines. And, um, <laughs> you know, looking, looking back on it, it was just taking up space in our, in our lobby is really what was going on. You know, there was no, uh, you know, there's no real way to create any, any real profit margin um, on any of that stuff that we were doing there. And, and, uh, you know, Jack told me right away and I don't think I was ready to hear it at that point in time, but um, look, looking back on it. Yeah. We should have <laughs> just took a sledgehammer to that thing and just had some fun with it. You know? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, so, you gotta learn. You gotta go through those things to uh, be successful. Like you've been Joe. So yeah, right on. So, so we joke about it a little bit now, but again, part of what we, we often look for, Joe, is when folks are trying to grow, they often will try different things. And so you're open to growth and so you're open to say, let's try things. And hey, if these things somehow attach to this, we can try again. You're saying, hey, but let's say yes and see what happens, right? And so you're in that mode, that, that mode of trying to grow. 
And part of why we were bringing it up was we're trying to say, okay, well now if we're going to try to replicate this, okay, so so what are we going to do mm -hmm. this from one location to multiple locations? So, so how do we get to, to location two? And so one of the you know one of the key things there was well we have to get some systems in place. And so you you know you had started doing some of those things that, you know you know on your own because you like you said you gone from just you doing it. All of a sudden you make your mm -hmm. first hire to somebody. So okay, well how do I make sure that they're doing things you know the right way? So you had things in place and things I'm still I'm sure you're still using today in terms of whether it be the um, you're like food journals, right? For instance, so, you know, so tell me some of the things that you started to do to say, hey, here are things that, that, that we need to have in place before I can go to location two. You know, what were some of those early things that, that you want to make sure were, were kind of set or at least that you're working on to make sure that? Yeah, it'd be the that's same a great question. Um, yeah, so I, I think uh, I remember some of our initial meetings sitting down with both of you and talking about how, how big do you want to be? That was just an open ended question. Right. And I'm like, nah. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know. You know right. what I mean? And, and, and I was, I'm like a million dollars. That sounds like a big fat round number. Right. And you're like, Hey, listen, we can do, um, I mean, we can go do anything from go global to just having a couple, a handful of couple of locations, but you know, the global side of it, I remember, uh, mentioned it's like, you, you know, you're gonna be flying all over the place. You're not gonna be seeing your kids that much. And that was, that was one of my priorities. I wanted to, part of the reason move back to Ohio was, was a family thing. So um, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that, you know? So, okay, well, we want to be somewhere around here. And I think we came up with the number of about um, 15 locations based off the revenue from the one, okay? Um, that, that was, that was kind of like what we would need to get to the million mark, um, you know, profitability would be about 15 locations, ballpark, right? So I'm like, okay, now we know, you know? So, um, so before we went to our, our second spot was, you know, and, and I don't know that um, that I really had, you know, the idea of what I needed to to go to the next thing. I just kind of, I just kind of jumped in and did it. I, there was a, there was a, a gentleman who we brought on, um, and um, he had a um, he had some existing clients. So we set up we we kind of set up the same type of model, where it was just renting space, and then we got to go get customer number one based off of that. Okay. So that's kind of how we went to the second location. And, um, you know, there was obviously, you know, anytime you're, you're getting into a lease and, uh, you got, you got overhead, you're committing to overhead, you know, uh, as far as that goes. And then, um, so, so we, we went to location number two, that was out in Strongsville. Then we, um, started to look at the Broadview Heights area. Okay. And so, uh, and that would be, this is probably man a year and a half, or so after after we started having some of our conversations and you you both started coaching me, um, we we went to the Broadview Heights location and again we um, had had a guy who was coming in and this is um, one of the things I remember vividly is is the disc analysis and that was something that um, you know you guys had me take and then we had some of our key people take as well you know so personality assessment. Where, where are you strong at? Where, where are you not strong at? What, what is your natural strengths? And, and so I kind of initially, I think I kind of blew that off. And because I thought that everybody could do what I could do. Okay. And um, we put a gentleman in to the Broadview Heights spot and he was uh, like a C, you know, so uh, um, he was, you know, SC and he was, 
He was told, not, not the guy. Told, who was, total opposite of Joe. For those of you who aren't familiar with, with disc, yeah, well, you mentioned C. C is one of the four letters. Joe's more of a DI, and the, right. the guy you're talking about is a CS. So somebody's exact opposite <clears> of Joe. <throat> that, that was that was right. it. Okay. Hey, so Jack, yeah, so he was into scratching, you're scratching the, your microphone, Jack. If you're scratching your beard, you're scratching your microphone too. Just FYI. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> You're making him think. That's why he's scratching his beard, Joe. Sorry. All right. So. Right. 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 Yeah. So, um, so we were in Broadview Heights, and basically, I, I put the wrong guy there, you know. And um, so we were. Um, it was I don't say failing, but failing. I mean, we were, you know, had red ink. There was no profitability in the center. And I remember I popped in one time, and. Um, I walked in and, and the, the center director that I had appointed there was, you know, there's nobody in there. And he was in the room, like working on some of the documents. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm, I said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm, well, I'm fixing the form. I, who, who in the hell are you fixing it for? We don't got any customers. You, you go, go out and get some customers. Man. You, got, you got to go out there and get somebody, right? All so right. Um, as, as it turns out, you know, he didn't last long in that spot. And uh um, so it was at that point when I really started to do some research on, um, you know, I was just doing some market research and I saw, you know, who else is out there with my competition, just doing some things along those lines. And I saw that there was a company who also had three locations, which is rare in this business to have, you know, um, you know, it's not just, uh, what you see a lot in the fitness training business is I'm Bob and this is Bob's fitness and I'm one, I'm a one man show. And if I go on vacation, I don't make any money. So um, obviously that wasn't what we were trying to do. So I saw a company with, had three locations. I'm like, where in the hell are these guys? So I started to look and they were in rec centers. And so I said, what, what is that about? So I had that, called that, a that was a big revelation. It, it was. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and so um, previous to that, there was a, there was a gym owner who had tried to he had talked to me about coming in and he was having problems with the training company. And the model that they had was a, a straight rent model, fixed cost, it's two grand a month or whatever the number is. And so if you're doing well, if you're not doing well, it doesn't matter, you know, it's two grand a month. And so I came up with, uh, because I knew what our numbers were, which is important, um, kind of what my overhead costs are for the things that a rec center would be, or a gym would be providing. And so, uh, you know, I, I figured it out and I proposed it to him and uh, he basically said, no, nah, it's not the right fit. We're going to stay with our one man, got our guy here, you know, and I'm like, OK, so I just put it on the shelf. So when we got back to the Broadview Heights spot, I had reached out to my friend who was uh, the um, director director there at the time. And uh, she said, well, why don't you come on in for a meeting? Their, their pricing structure was all over the place. This guy pays, you know, 10 bucks a head and then this one's you know, 25%. And it seemed like a nightmare to me. I'm like, I, I don't know how you could run it like that. <laughs> so I uh, sat down with them and I walked into a meeting. I didn't know I was walking into. So the, the rec director, the aquatics director, the fitness director, they were all at a, at, um, at a table and I came in and they started talking to me and the, I was completely prepared. Thanks to you guys, partly. Um, so I, I, I proposed, you know, this, this, I dusted off the model that I had for the gym and, and put it out there to them. And they said, this is great. We want to do this. And that was our first rec center. Okay. Right, so let's, so at, at let's that pause, point, um, let's pause but, it for a second. Cause, 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 cause you, you've covered a lot, right? You, you've covered a lot here, right? So 
Mm-hmm. So what happened is, so, you know, this is often the case when people try to re- replicate the model, you look at whatever the base model you've got or try to replicate that. And, and as we started to do that to location two, you mentioned something that's key is okay. Well, I had a key guy in there and he also brought some business with them, right? Because your point was one of the things that we learned about was, hey, you know, your model didn't need like a retail location. Your point is, you know, it's not a gym. So we, so we, we can get spaces that are going to be a little more affordable. So, we, you know, you know that, that are off the beaten path a little bit so we can save some rent there. We still had to fill the building up with stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you still, you still had to put all the, all the equipment stuff in there, you know, and everything else. And then your point, you had to, you had to then fill it. And so because we had the, 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 the first, or I guess the location too, we had a guy that came in and he had some people come in. So it, it got a nice jump start. So it, it maybe gave us some mm-hmm. false confidence. Hey, this maybe isn't, isn't as hard as maybe, you know, we, we think it's going to be. So, hey, let's get that third location. And, you know, for, for those of you who know Joe, Joe wants everything to happen yesterday. He's, he's gotten more patient over time, but, you know, he's like, hey, let's, let's make it happen yesterday. Let's go. If we get the goal today, right, why wait right. till tomorrow? You know, let's kind of make it happen. So as we get to that, that, that next location, your point, okay, wound up not being necessarily the, the right guy. But part of what we were discovering during this process too, Joe, from what I recall is because we were starting to, to track your numbers. And so we started tracking the numbers. We started to show them, you know, okay, here's, you know, Bay Village versus here's Strongsville versus here's here's Broadview. And for what I recall, again, this is my my recollection of the story is we started to kind of follow and we'd see the numbers. Well, where was Joe? And, you know, wherever Joe was that month, all of a sudden that center did better somehow magically, right? Well, part of what we started to discover was part of the magic was, well, hey, how do we, how do we clone clone Joe? Well, we can't, we, we can't quite clone Joe. And so, um, as we're kind of wrestling with some of that, plus we're wrestling with the, the, your point about, well, hey, we, if we have to open these locations, we have to get them filled and pay all. So there's, there's a big investment to that. Also, it becomes very difficult to start to make these things start to go. And so while we're grinding things out, yeah, we happen to have something because you, you, you did some market research and, and looked around. And so where these opportunities come, I mean, part, part what I'm trying to say is an opportunity presented itself that you recognize because you're grinding things out and trying to, you know, it wasn't that you were like you're describing your guy he's sitting in an empty office, you know, <laughs> polishing a turd, basically, right? He's in there trying to trying to right. adjust. For, well, we don't have exactly. to, 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 to do it with. So, 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 so again, what, what are we doing here? So he said, look, we have, you know, if we're out and we're engaged in doing stuff, and it just happens a part of what you were doing to try to fill the centers is you were getting very involved in, in the city. So you're you're hey, involved in chambers of commerce. You're trying to meet the mayor. You're trying to meet the the you know the 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 business development directors. And so you're meeting people, and so opportunities started to present themselves. And so when all of a sudden you get put in this meeting where you, you know, that was you and your friend, all of a sudden it's you and five people are going, okay, well, hey, let's, I'm ready. And and they didn't know what they were doing because you're saying, hey, they have this model where they've got six different trainers in here and they're paying, it was just confusing, right? So you saw right. the opportunity, right? And so that, that's where that whole idea of preparation meets that, okay, and you're ready to go. And so you said, okay, yes. hey, wait a minute. And so you could see a model that would work that would be very simple. It'd be a simple revenue sharing model, right? Which was great for them and great for you, right? The, the more revenue you bring in, the better you do, the better they do. If you're having a tough month, right? you get less, they get less. But the, the, and I think your point also, hey, well, I don't need to rent the building. I don't need to find all the equipment. I don't really need to find the people because the people are already here, right? So all of a sudden, a lot of the things we were struggling with mm-hmm. and it got you to hone down to, well, what are you really good at? Come back to some of your opening discussions about, hey, I'm really good at, help people identify a goal and figure out how to get there really quickly. Okay. Well, that's what we do very well. Okay. So now we can focus on that stuff. Right. So I just wanted to kind of make that comment because I think, you know, as you're, you know, as you're telling the story, that's a big part of what happened to help you recognize that, Hey, there's an opportunity here then to, to then quickly sort of say, Hey, guess what? Within six months, it just so happened to be that the, the lease you had for the Broadview 
place. I think it was running out in six months with the time. Hey, well, let that lease go. Let's kind of, let's see. Let's see how this rec center model goes. Because we didn't know it was going to work or not. But you, uh, your point, Joe, you're Correct. tracking numbers. You say, hey, I can see we're losing money over here. It's like, well, I can lose less money over there for sure. Because because right, right. the overhead. Right. Maybe I can put some of those people. Yes. So, all right. So I just want to kind of bring that you know, to head in terms of, okay, here's how that kind of started. But it, it, it wasn't like, we don't always have the answers, right? So we start with the, the whole idea of, well, where do you think you want to go? And then you start to kind of grind and engage mm -hmm. because then you start to learn stuff from those things, right? So it's, it's a messy process. That's for sure. You don't, you don't know when the opportunity is going to hit you, but if you keep your head in the game, like you have, and you were continuous and still are continuous learning, good things happen. They, they just happen. You, you can't plan them. You can't do anything. And uh, yeah, you were thrown into this kind of a situation and you did yes. well with it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, so the, 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 go ahead, Jack, or uh, Adam. Well, I'll just say, so, so as we're going through all this stuff, so again, so there's a lot going on, right? So also now I got three locations, plus we're, we're going into a, really there's a fourth location. We have two now in, in, in Broadview for a short period of time, right? So we, we have the one that you guys right. renting plus the one that, that right. you're in. And in the meantime, though, but you're also growing Bay Village. And mm. I was during this time too, is, you know, one of the stressors, what's going back to be able to kind of grow this thing is I'm sure everybody listening can appreciate is cash flow. And the model you had when we first met was, it was, hey, I'm selling sessions. I remember we had lots of discussions around this in terms of, hey, Joe, mm -hmm. what are you selling, right? Well, okay. And we, we had lots of discussions around this. And, but one of your biggest stressors was, hey, every month starts new. And I, I have a sense of who's going to come in, but I really don't know. You know, I, I can't, you know, take some comfort that I have X dollars coming in, you know, each month. And you mentioned market research. One of the things that we always encourage our clients to do is to go talk to competitors. And it was during one of those discussions, you were mm -hmm. talking to a competitor where they gave you an idea that you took and you brought back to the business to help with that cash flow issue. So talk about that, you know, that situation, kind of what, what that aha or epiphany was that you learned as part of this, Joe. So are you referring to the the contracts? I'm not exactly sure which, yeah. which, uh, the, yeah. the three so, months, six months, um, 12 month contracts. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So, so we, we started, um, at some point, and, and we, again, we, we kind of backed into this um, because we had a situation. So we had three locations. Somebody rings my phone to schedule something for Strongsville. And the way we did it at the time was we had a book and with trainers names on it. And we, they would highlight when their availability was and, uh, and we would schedule the appointment out of the book. So I'm, you know, at home and I'm taking the call and I can't see the book. And I realized, hey, this is going to be a problem. There was nobody at the center at the time to schedule the appointment. So we're not scheduling the appointment. I don't have the information I need. So I started to look into, hey, do we have to develop software? What options do we have? So initially everything started for scheduling purposes is what brought me into looking at different software to be able to do that. And um, so we, we uh, basically found... Um, uh, some online scheduling and um one of the one of the uh uh other things they had on there because initially i'm like well, we're going to probably use, start using about five percent of the capacity of the software because that's all we need it for right now but oh wait they have the ability to set up uh contract six months 12 months and so i'm like hmm how would that even work so we had to wrap our head around that and try to figure out what you know what what how does that how does that break down um what does that look like and and so 
uh, you know, in short time, we figured it out and we started to have revenue that was locked in for months to come. Okay. And the customer got a better deal because they were purchasing more. So it was kind of a win-win situation where we could, um, you know, we, we could go ahead and, and, you know, we had somebody on a contract uh, for up to 12 months. And, and so that changed the whole, Hey, I don't know how much we're going to get next month right. to listen. We got X number of dollars already, already set. that's coming through. Plus, you know, we have other options as well. Now, as I recall, that was part of a discussion you were having. Because again, you're out meeting with with, with competitors, and the, the one competitor talked to you about that. It wasn't like it was a deep dark mm -hmm. secret. He said, "Hey," and he, he's telling me. He said, "Well, tell me more about that." And he's telling me about that. He mm -hmm. came back. He said, "Guys, I found it." Like I, it was like a little right. like here it is. Here's that nugget. <laughs> you know? and so if if I recall, if you fast forward, I think twelve months. I think at that point, you went from having zero in predictable cash flow. You had like something, something like twenty grand a month that you that you, you could see, and it was like. And we, we could see the calmness, like all of a sudden Joe started to calm down a little bit, right? It, it, it's amazing mm -hmm. when also I have a little bit of uh, of ability to forecast and know, where, you know <laughs> where things are going, it's key. And so you know, right. part you're saying too, again, so I want people understand it's you know, as you go through the growth, you mentioned too, a very simple thing. I had a good system that worked for one location, a physical book to be able to track the trainers. Okay, well, hey, it's not working. All of a sudden, hey, I, I need to start to investigate. And it's tough. You know, you start to kind of grow. Well, that means I need to, invest in some software or some systems and okay well gee you know do i have the money to do that you know do i want to do that but trying to you know work through this thing in real time it's like again it's like flying the plane and, and also working out at the same time that's a big part when you go through these growth stages mm -hmm. so in terms of what's kind of going on all right right so how far into do you remember how far into the rec model at broadview where you're like hey this is it you know was it the first week was it was it six months in where you're like hey this thing is just you know, this is the future of what we need to do. And, 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 you know, became very clear to you that the last thing you're going to do is go rent another place and fill it with a bunch of equipment and try to fill it with a bunch of bodies. Like that, yeah. like we're done doing that. Like, so how quickly <laughs> yeah. did that, did that, did yeah. that light bulb go off for you? Or you said, hey, this I, is I don't, I don't, I don't have an exact number on that, but it, I don't think it took long. Right. Because I mean, one of the things obviously is all business owners under, understand is you want to limit your risk. You know, how, how much risk am I carrying? Um, and, and you don't want excessive risk. So, so to be able to, if you're locked into a five-year lease for us, at least, um, and we, we we have to, you know, we have equipment purchases and other things. It's, there's a lot of risk or there's more risk involved in that than if, if we're at a rec center and we didn't make any money, we don't pay any money. That was easy. We, you know, they get a percentage of whatever we make. So again, like Adam said, if we're doing great, you're doing great. So it really, I mean, we, it created that atmosphere to promote each other and, um, you know, it's kind of a win-win, but if we're having a bad month, it's a percentage of that bad month. So we didn't, we didn't have to take it on the chin um, like we did if we had a standalone location. So I, I don't know exactly. I want to say it wasn't long within six months, I would guess it started to, I started to see where um, this could be something that could really, oh, we want to go to in that direction. But I want to say definitely by by the first year, we um, you know we we were dead set on we're, we're not gonna we're gonna do it a different way. So there's there's one of those things in business that, that I've learned over the years, and and it's usually if I try to push so hard to force something to happen, it usually doesn't go real well. And and if I just stop and pause, take a little step back, I often will notice there's usually like an easier path that doesn't take as much, you know. But if I'm so focused, no, I'm I'm gonna commit to it. I just want I'm gonna push this thing through and. Okay. 
and that works with certain things. But at times, it's like, hey, just take a breath. A second. There's maybe an easier way to kind of go. And so, because we'd been kind of grinding it out for a few years trying to add location one, location two, location three, it was like, wait a minute. This, again, it almost seemed too good to be true. It's like, well, it, it really can't be that, you know, this easy. I put easy in quotes, but again, compared to what, what we've been doing, try to, you know, to start from scratch, it was really, really much easier. And so, so it came to, to bear, but again, let's come back to that whole, well, we notice where Joe is, you know, where Joe is all of a sudden, those numbers start to kind of peak out. And so if all of a sudden you were getting away from Bay Village, even though Bay Village would go down a little bit because, hey, Joe wasn't there as much. And so one mm-hmm. of the things we started to kind of talk a lot about was, okay, we need some good people, Joe. It can't be just, you know, well, Joe, you're, you're the fearless leader, but we need some good folks to kind of help, you know, you know, make this thing start to happen. So start talking about, you know, and, and there's been a lot of people that have been through your life here in the last 15 years, Joe. Um, but, uh, if you, if you think about that, you know, were there certain, you don't need to give out names per se, but again, as you kind of think back to certain situations, were, were there certain folks that really kind of helped you either when they came in, all of a sudden it kind of brought you to, to a new level or, you know, absolutely. there's some folks that maybe you kind of get rid of that you kind of move beyond that mm-hmm. it helps to, to, to relieve you of some, some baggage you were carrying around. Maybe you didn't even realize until after they were gone. So let's talk a little bit about the people part of this in terms of yeah and, and what helped you. Yeah, so um, I remember something that, um, and I forget who who we were talking about, but we're bringing somebody in, and and we kind of knew that, hey, just based off their mo, they're going to be around for a couple of years. They're not going to stick around for a super long time. And Jack said something that stuck with me, and he said, "Listen, he goes, you're not going to keep everybody all the time. They can help you move the chains down the field. That's that's something." And I'm like, okay, so so I don't have to. It's not like, oh, they're leaving. No. Um, so it's it's a horrible thing. It's just the growth and they move you along and you learn things from from somebody who has a different perspective. And then, you know, when they go, you you move on, you know. Um, so yeah, so so people, man, it's still, I mean, it doesn't change. It doesn't change at all. So uh as far as you know, I mean, there's there are some people we had who um you know, were, were go-getters and they were, you know, um, able to move the business forward, you know, uh, and, and there were, there were, and along the way there's, there's, I mean, we kind of have key people who are like more in the management roles for center directors, you know, and, um, and then we had trainers, you know, so people would actually, um, you know, they didn't have to be a great salesman if they were a great trainer, they didn't have to be a great administrator if they were a great trainer. So we had those people as well, you know, and, and I think early on, one of the things that I kind of got caught in a little bit and um, was, you know, how many hats can you possibly wear? Right. <laughs> so uh, one of the things I mean, for, I'm, I, I, I was still training people, you know, we're doing the accounting, I'm doing sales, I'm doing the marketing. And, and so we had other guys who were doing multiple things and, and it really, the, the whole, everybody has to do all five things, you got to be a five tool player, you know, there's not that many of them out there, you know what I mean? And uh, so, but there was a lot of really good, you know, two or three tool players that um, we just had to, we just had to put them in the right seat on the bus. You know, we, we had to, we had to find out where do they fit in this organization. Um, and that was, that was, I don't say a struggle, but it just, it was a learning curve for that, you know, where we had to um, find different people, some people, you know, there's, in the training business, hey, we have somebody that's trying to, you know, they're doing some something on the side with our customers. Well, you're gone. That doesn't work, you know. Um, 
uh, we had people who, you know, were, um, were all in and, and developed, you know, through, through the years to the next position uh, just because they were around it long enough where they were able to, able to, you know, absorb the knowledge and they understood it, you know? So I, I, there's been a, there's been a good handful of people, you know, especially during those years we're talking about who, um, you know, helped us uh, move along. I saw a different perspective. I had different ideas and then they, they, you know, did their tour of duty with us and then they moved on and we moved on. So yeah, there's been quite a few over the years. Yeah. Those are, those are some good points. I think, you know, as small business owners, Joe, we all fall in love with our people. And, and to your point, when we hire them, we're hiring, but hopefully we're hiring them for life. Right? I want to get you in here and, and, and if they're going to hold right. on to you, it's, and, and it almost never works out that way, but yet we still kind of, we still kind of think about that. And uh, mm -hmm. I think part of what happens too, um, part of it is your growth, right? So part of what you're looking at that first hire, the first hire is somebody's to help with, with the production. Hey, can somebody do the training for me? So I, you know, I'm looking for good trainers, right? But as the company starts to grow, you start to realize, well, yeah, well, I can get more and more trainers, but you know, you mentioned how many hats can you wear at once? You know, did you figure out what the answer is? Is it 12? Is it 17? You know? <laughs> I got a big head. I got a big head, Adam. So I, I could probably squeeze a few of them on. Right. That's right. Big hat. Too. <laughs> <laughs> but then to your point that you start looking at people, you start looking at them differently. You start looking at them to, okay, what other skills can they bring to the table? And mm -hmm. hey, what skills do they have maybe that, that I don't have? Also, it's folks who are coming in who have some different background experience than, than you have. And it's often hard for people to be maybe think that way or think outside the box in terms of, hey, somebody has no connection at all, maybe training, but hey, they have some good skills and, and abilities that can really help what we're trying to do. And so my, my guess is now at this point, though, if you, if you look back on some of the folks you'd hired, like today, you would never hire that person because the way you look at them now and what you see and, and things you look for mm -hmm. like right away, you're like, no, this person's not going to work for, for, for reason A or, or, or reason B. You're starting right. to kind of see that, but that's been one of the hardest things that, that has been harder for you to grow. Cause again, there's only so much that you can do. There's only 24 hours in a day. And, you know, and, you know, uh, we haven't touched on this, but you know, Kelly's been helpful. You said Kelly is very supportive from day one. Mm -hmm. And Kelly's also been in and out of the business, you know, over the years too, just, you know, either cause she wants to come in or because you're saying, Hey, I need somebody. And I'm, you know, and you grab her and just, just kind of yank her in. Right. right? Um, in terms right. of, that's yes. just, well, I need bodies, you know, that make stuff happen. Um, mm -hmm. But it's a constant battle. I think to your point, it's like you never get done with that battle. You're constantly having to add good people. You can never have too many good people because they start to add to what you're trying to do and, and what you're trying to achieve from that standpoint. That's a, so that's a big, you, big part of it. Where, where are you going, Joe? Where are you going? Is it uh, celebration time when you hit a million? Uh, no. Be, no, just no. kind of all my day's yeah. work, huh? Well, I mean, <laughs> we, we expect to hit it. So, I mean, yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I, I think, um, you know, I, I mean, we've mapped out our growth and man, I, it's funny because I was cranking some numbers a little over a year ago and we were within a few thousand dollars of what I thought this last quarter would be. So the, our growth rate's continuing, you know what I mean? I want to go faster as Adam said, Hey, why not yesterday? You know? So, um, so I'm always trying to like my focus, like one of the things I'm looking at now is, is, how do we how do we keep improving our service? How do we keep improving our systems? How do we uh, do this so we can continue to scale up? You know how how do we how do we get the systems down so that there's less friction? You know, um, and, and and we can continue to uh, continue the growth rate. 
you know, and, and I think, I mean, obviously there's, we need two things. We need pe- we need people on, on our team, on our staff, you know, and, and we need customers. And, and I know you guys have pointed out one time, it's always a balance of, Hey, we got, you know, we got more customers and trainers. We need to go get some trainers. And then, Hey, wait a minute. We got more trainers and customers. We need to go get more customers. So it's always that balancing act of, of trying to, you know, can continue growth that way as well. You know, there's an article in the paper I was reading where, where uh, what's taken off as a, as a hot franchise is stretching, mm-hmm. you know, stretch all line. good athletes yeah. stretch, yeah, stretch. Like there's 20 or 30 of them scheduled to come into Northeast Ohio here. They're right. growing like weeds, you know? Mm-hmm. So new products, new, new, uh, you know, new routines. You, you, you keep your eyeball on that stuff. I'm sure you do. Yeah. I do. You know, I mean, I, I've had people talk about what, you know, who's your competition? Who, who is our competition? So, I mean, there's a lot of different answers for that, but I, I think any, any fitness dollars you're spending could be considered competition, right? So that's right. somebody's, so, so that's one way to do it. You know what I mean? Um, like, I, I, like I know these, these franchises for stretching and you come in and we've actually, you know, interviewed and, and brought people in from different organizations that are out there. And it's, it's kind of like, it, it's a new thing, but it's not a new thing. Stretching has been around for right, a long time. Routine, they, 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 they package it differently and they put it out there. just like circuit training was curves. So how's curves right now? Right. So you start right. looking at, at these different, um, you know, you start looking at these different uh, models that are out there and they take one piece of, of the fitness puzzle and they isolate it and they can go for a little bit, but then mm-hmm. eventually there's, there's missing pieces to it. You know? So I, I kind of feel like it, our, our approach on the programming side is, you know, I just met with a gentleman today and he's close to my age, mid fifties. And he, um, you know, what, what are you trying to do? You know, and then I listen and then, okay, how, um, you know, how much time do we have to do that? You know, and then, and a lot of it is what they think they should do. And a lot of it is gathering information because maybe stretching is part of his program. And then I say, Hey, I got an idea here. You know, we can do this or you can work in some yoga or there's other ways, you know? And so, I mean, from us, if it's truly customized and that's what we do, you know, we want to be able to solve their problem. They come to us with, they, they want to achieve something, they have a problem. And we want to figure out how to get them from point A to point B for whatever that is, you know? So, so the competition, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of competition out there, but, you know, I, I mean, I, I, and again, I don't want to hurt my shoulder patting myself on the back here, but we're going to, I think we're going to smash all of them. And, and the reason is, is because we are thinking bigger picture, not just, hey, what are our, what are our profits for the month of July? Um, or what are our sales for July? It's like, where are we going? And how do we get there? How do we, how do we make this better so that we can continually outperform the competition? And people are going to come and people are going to go, but then people come back, you know, because they see what's out there. And it's like, hey, this is, you know, there's more value in what we're doing. So, um yeah, I don't know if I answered your question, but yeah, it did. No, I just bring that yeah. up, right? Or more so than just a little insight in how you you look at products mm-hmm. or new right new developments to bring into the fold. Well, mm-hmm. let's, let's, uh, on that topic, let's talk about something that, that was on your radar for a while, Joe, and that's uh, kind of more that that wellness or corporate fitness um, in terms of in terms of that and 
Um, begin harking back to memories. I, 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 I recall one of your first meetings on the corporate wellness side. I believe it was a pretty well-known organization uh, here in town that's uh, won the last championship, I believe, for here in Cleveland. You guys had a chance to meet with some of the folks in the Cavaliers and and uh, we did, yeah. And, and, and we, we had no idea, we had no idea what we were doing. We didn't right. know, but, but we did it, and then we right. learned from it, right? Right, exactly. So I, I think you know. So so we have um, uh, Butler Wellness Group. We're doing corporate wellness, and so we started that. Oh, it was just post COVID. I remember, man, when COVID sh showed up. I mean, like we got shut down. We were ordered to shut down. So there was a panic time for me because you know I got you know, kids going, I got five kids, you know, um, a house in Avon, we had a handful of cars and, Oh, wait a minute. You're all your income is going to stop. <laughs> all right. Well, let me, let me think this through. So I was, I don't say a basket case, but I, I can't remember being that rattled. Um, and you know, that was probably for a solid 24 to 36 hours. Then I'm like, all right, Joe, get your shit together because we're going to figure this out. Right. So, um, and, and so literally like the day after shutdown, it was 6am. I got a cup of coffee, my laptop's open and I'm thinking like, all right, what other, how do we, how do we, what are those streams of income can we create here, you know, in the fitness industry and what's out there and, and what can we do virtually? And, you know, I'm doing that. And, you know, it was probably like sometime in the middle of the second week where I'm growing a beard and my, I'm like, what am I doing with my life, man? What's my exit strategy? You know what I mean? And so I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm a little more settled down, you know what I mean? But it's like, what am I doing? And so I'm like, you know what, man, this is way too short for me not to do, you know, what you're full on passionate about. So I'm like, I'm, I want to start a wellness group. I want to start a wellness group. I love I love fitness. I love wellness. And I'm also passionate about business and numbers and margins. And, and this, they kind of intersect there, you know, um, in, in one, in one way where, you know, you can, you can deliver a higher margin if you have a healthy workforce for whatever organization you're in, you know? So if you're more energetic, if you're healthier, you know, you can create more income for your organization. So we started doing research we did about a year of research on that. And, um, and then, you know, we, we set up incorporation, uh, you know, we incorporated and um, we kind of went out there. Now, prior to that, I mean, we had done corporate wellness in the past, but it wasn't by design. It just kind of fell into our lap and it, and it wasn't true corporate wellness. It was kind of training people at your office or location rather than training them at ours, you know, so it wasn't it's not really corporate wellness, you know. So um, we brought on a girl who's from the Cleveland Clinic and um, just in a part-time, it just it was all timing and she had reached out on something else. So I, I approached her with it and um, I said, what would we have to have to, to be the greatest corporate wellness company in the world? <laughs> right. So I'm ready to just get my teeth kicked down my throat from these, these, you know, um, monster organizations. And a lot of it was just technology. You know what I mean? It was technology, numbers, um, things along those lines. And uh, so we started looking into, you know, do we need an app for tracking steps and doing challenges or how do we do that? So we partnered with a company. Um, we, we had a, we got a branded app and then, all right, we got a branded app. Yeah. We don't have any customers. So um, we got to do that. So, so that was really, um, you know, grassroots stuff. I know, um, you know, Adam, you were one, you were one of our, my first handful of meetings. Uh, and like, hey, who do you know, man? Who do you know you could introduce me to? You know what I mean? Um, 
you know, so we had, uh, um, you know, the, uh, the gal from the Cleveland clinic who, you know, she said, we need wellness coaching. We need mindfulness. You know, there's a whole, you know, um, you know, eight parts of the wellness wheel. And, you know, there's, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of opening my eyes to what they're all doing. And then within that now, um, you know, we, we had an advantage because we had, um, you know, I don't think we had, uh, we probably had four locations at the time. And so we had, you know, boots on the ground and that was our advantage, you know, rather than the, the big corporate wellness company that's based out of California somewhere, like we have people here that can show up at your place, at least in Northeast Ohio, you know, um, schedule time and we can do stuff. So, so that was one of our advantages. Um, and, and then we just, I just went to, you know, our network. I, I looked in my phone, I looked at, you know, my, my St. Ed's connections and, and uh, my other friends who were business owners. And I wanted to show them what we're doing just really non-threatening. Here's what we're doing. And, um, you know, we, we developed a, a whole new service that's not even out there, you know? So, um, and it's a virtual thing, you know? So, and that was spurred by, we did a beta test with um, our friends over at Starfish. And um, that was one of the things that uh, was brought up is, hey, if you can draw the correlation between activity and productivity, this is a no brainer, Joe. I'm like, okay. Are pulling stuff up there's information all over the place you know what i mean so just just doing a moderate you know 10 15 minutes of moderate light low impact movement in the morning increases your productivity by 22 percent. i'm like get the hell out of here so that was that was a no-brainer it's like you we just got to get people moving how can we deliver that how can we can that deliver it so it's cost effective for for a new client and uh, we're getting you know they're, they're they're able to to get the benefits of that movement so you know, we, we figured it out. We sat down and we figured out how to do that. And, and, you know, that's been one of our cornerstone that people like it's, you know, and call it wake up and move. And, and um, it's something that, that a lot of companies just do it, you know, um, you know, in, in the morning, you know, 9.30, 9.45-ish, you know, hey, you're already in, you're working, take a break, 15 minutes, let's go, you know, so we can do that, you know. But um, yeah, the corporate wellness thing is, um, you know, um, that's, it, there's, there's a lot of stations out there that we can affect, that we can help with that. And we're just, it's the tip of the iceberg right now. We brought on a gentleman to, that does strictly sales for that now. So he is, um, he's the one who's uh, canvassing LinkedIn for the HR people and, um, you know, playing that game, sending out the emails, setting up, you know, our, our presentations and whatnot. Um, so, so we're doing that. It's, it's a slower grind, you know, um, but, um, you know, we're, our, our, we're, our revenues are increasing here, you know, steadily over the last couple of years. So there, there's a lot more out there for that as well. So, so I'm smiling because, because we've, we've known you for a long time and, you know, we can see the growth just in terms of like, maybe the audience can see it too, is, you know, but what I'm hearing here, a couple of things, one is people. The second thing is market research, right? Yes. So again, if I go back to, Hey, we'll just, we'll figure it out. You know, you're like, you know, We'll wing it, you know, let's just get in there. Yeah, okay, but now, okay, well, look, if I have some good people, do some stuff, we do a little bit of homework and, and, and some different preparation, things might go even better for us from that standpoint, right? So to be, be able to know kind of what mm -hmm. questions to ask, but also have the patience to kind of pause for a bit and do a little bit of that digging to figure stuff out and start to you know, start to kind of grow. I'm guessing that was probably pretty key because you know, we're, we're talking about the, the, the shift over to the, um, to, to the rec center model. Mm -hmm. um, so you decided to go full bore with that, except for the the uh, 
the Bay Village location. That was you know where everything kind of started there. And you you decided right. to a different tack there. And instead of just renting, you decided to double down and decided to buy the place we, instead. All right. We did. Yeah. So in, in midst of one of my other non-profitable ideas, a batting cage. <laughs> looks so good on paper man i don't know what i was thinking it's all right yeah. but um so so we had we wanted to um uh there was we needed some more space so um you know we had been renting for years uh you know from from my good friend bob and uh he was uh you know he'd always talk why don't you buy the building joe you should buy the building i don't know about it. you know i don't know you know so i oh, should buy it so um you know, it was, uh, we, we were in a situation where we wanted to get more space. And I realized that I was going to be buying the building if I was going to have my name <laughs> as the owner or not, because like my rent was going to go up. And so that's when, that's what prompted me to talk to him more about, you know, all right, how, how can we work out this deal? You know, and, and um, again, one of the things I learned from you guys is there's, there's, you know, where I was getting hung up on price. There's price and there's terms. There's price and there's terms. What are the terms of the deal? You know, I think Jack said, look, a million dollars might be the right price for this building if if you don't have to pay it off for 100 years, you know, and I'm like, all right, fair enough. You know, what I mean, like, all right, I, I think I'm starting to wrap my head from a, I can see it from a from a different angle right now. Um, so we worked out a deal. You know, we worked out a deal where, you know, I was uh, I had five years to get financing. He was taking paper on it. And um, uh, and then we, you know, probably in the fourth years, I could see where the interest rates were going to start to shift. And I'm like, Hey, why don't we, let's go ahead and do that now. You know what I mean? So, so we bought the building, we had our batting cage up there that I don't know if we've ever had, I think we might've had four teams, uh, use it throughout the course of like the first year. And it's like, it wasn't really paying for itself, you know? So, um, yeah, so that was, that was, we bought the building and then, um, obviously, you know, uh, I think it was a pretty good investment. And then, you know, immediately what I did was, you know, since it's my building, we, we you know, put in a roof on it. And obviously it's not cheap to do that. And we, we did some other things, some other upgrades, you know, that were um, things that, you know, I wanted to do, but I wasn't going to do it if I was a renter. I wasn't going to be somebody else's building where I'm dropping, you know, 30 grand for a roof or whatever that looks like, you know. Um, but yeah, I think that was a, that was a good way to go. So that's our headquarters. Um, we, we basically work out of there. Um, so any of the, the, for example, the, the sales guy for BWG, he's, he's on site a handful, two or three times a week. You know what I mean? We have, um, we brought in, uh, um, our, uh, a gentleman from, uh, North Carolina, a longtime friend, big Joe's son, Stefan mm. Terabenic. And he, um, so he was, he was in the initial talks for the wellness group. And I, I just reached out to him because I know he's in the industry. I know he's a solid guy. Um, I like him. Our, you know, we, we kind of um, kind of cut from the same cloth. And um, I, I wanted to recruit him. And so he, uh, I said, well, so I made him an offer. I said, but there, there's a piece to the offer because he was working, doing some work for us virtually. I said, you got to move to Cleveland. He's like, he had been in Florida for, 20 years and then moved went through a divorce and was in North Carolina. And I said, listen, you gotta get, he's like, man, it's cold in Cleveland, man. I'm like, dude, suck it up, man. Come on, get, get down here. So, so he came and it's a, it's a great fit, man. Um, so, so he works out of there, uh, you know, um, several days a week as well, but we, he has the ability because he's, he's uh, on the East side now. So he goes to some of our other locations um, and just works out of there as, as a presence there rather than, everybody's always in Bay village, you know, 
Um, so that that's helped tremendously as well. Okay. Well, no, it's a, it's a big deal. And the reason I brought the building is that it was a big deal for you. It's a big deal for a lot of folks too, in terms of, especially with the, the business that you had where, you know, you, there aren't a lot of tangible assets. So probably say, Hey, I'd like to, if I'm going to pay rent, I'm obviously paying rent to myself and build up some equity right. and kind of use stuff. And so have, having another asset like that, but also then freed you mm-hmm. up. And then, okay. That's really focused hard to try to grow this, this rec center model. So, so what are some of those keys that you've decided in terms of either how you identified uh, which rec centers to go to, um, you know, and how you got in there. I know you were involved in that. I don't know if you're still involved in that one group. I remember you guys went to, you know, you, you had a show. I think it was called. We did. Right, okay. So there's a group yeah. of these folks. So to talk a little bit in terms of once you knew, here's what we're focusing on. All of a sudden it brought tremendous laser like focus to you guys to kind of, know, well, here's our, here's mm-hmm. our pond to go fishing guys. Let's, let's go after it. So talk about, right. about how that's kind of worked to help help you with that yeah so um i i spoke to um my, my friend who's at broadview heights uh the rec director and um you know she said hey i said where, where else can i you know um we're growing here we had went into north Olmstead, you know we were going into medina um and um i i asked her about you know how do i bump into these people on accident on purpose right so um she said they have a they have an east side round table meeting that meets like once a quarter i'm like i'm in like you know you know by lunch and so i would show up myself and somebody else uh, on our management team and just meet some people and the first couple times i went i did not they said do you want to present you can present not what you do nope won't do it i want to be the guy that walks in and starts selling you stuff right so um i just wanted to listen and kind of find out what they were doing you know um and there, there was, I think a lot of the rec centers were running into the same issues as far as the training park goes, where it was inconsistent. Um, you know, they had um, issues, you know, hey, what happens when the guy's late or shows up drunk or, you know, there's there's all kinds of, you know, I mean, um, somebody said they took their money or, or, you know, and I'm like, that's a headache and you got to deal with it. So, um, you know, so we started doing, we started going there and and just, um, you know, we, we ended up actually getting uh some corporate wellness on the east side from that as well with the police and fire departments um and um you know but uh, as far as the rec centers goes when COVID hit all that stopped all those meetings stopped so just recently um we went into macedonia and they were hosting the roundtable meeting and they asked if we would like to come yes we would (laughs) come into my sure i'll I'll come yes yes (laughs) yes oh and while you're here look because we set up you know, um, I mean, our, our setup now, like when we're launching a rec center, there, I mean, we're a month and a half out now with um, the marketing and we do pre-sales, you know what I mean? So we hit the ground and we're already running, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, and so they got to kind of see a little bit of that. We had some private space, you know, we kind of identified the variables that make what uh, of our rec centers, which ones are the most successful and what variables do they have that the ones that aren't successful don't have. So private space was a big deal, you know, support of, um, you know, the, like uh, their marketing, like, what do you guys do for marketing? How do you get messages out there? You know, we're going to rely on you to help us with marketing, you know, and now we, I think we said that in the past and didn't have a real plan years ago, but, you know, that's one of the things now that we've really worked on. It's like, all right, we have the series of emails that go out. We got, you know, this, that. We have uh, social media um, uh, content that they can use if they want it. It's here. But they're, oh, we're struggling for content. Really? Here, man, you can take whatever. We'll send you, you know, two, three links every week that you can use back to our website or some some content. Not selling people stuff, but, 
you know, um, just good information for health, fitness, you know, all of that. So, um, so yeah, so the, some of the marketing part of it, you know, um, was a big deal, but you know, the ability to, you know, to have, have, uh, the group be back there again, you know, is, um, is a big deal. And, and the, actually the last couple of rec centers that we've had, they were seeking us out. They came to us. Yeah. They, nice. I got the, That's nice, I got the nice phone turnaround. call. It is nice. You know what I mean? And, and so now, um, you know, they, they asked us, you know, they were talking, they were having everybody at some point, if like, they're going to have pain and, and with what they're doing for one reason or another, and, and my thing is we will take all of your headaches away and we will give you a check every month. Done. You know, and, and so that's basically, you know, in a nutshell, I, I think, you know, people, when they hear that the first time, they're like, eh, I don't know, how do you, how do you do that? Let me show you. you know? <laughs> and then they start looking at it and then we, we map it out so that, you know, here and contact this person and contact this person. And these are rec, rec directors, ask them. I mean, I'm an open book, you know, and so it really comes down to one of the things that I've always been big on. And you guys know this is, man, I got to keep my word. I must keep my word, you know, so and that's in the fitness industry. I found out it's not that common for people <laughs> to have a high level of integrity or character and, and do what they say they're going to do. So um, when I tell people, I, I say it just like I just said it, that I I mean, my word that we're going to you know, if there's an issue, I'm going to handle it. And, uh, um, and, you know, it's been very few issues, but any of them that have come up, you know, we take care of it and they don't have to deal with it, you know? So, um, and, and then over time, you know, I, I think, you know, as we build a base of, of clients at a rec center, the income they're getting from us far exceeds anything they were getting from Bob's fitness, you know, because we, we have trainers and, and so, you know, Bob, when Bob goes on vacation, we're working, we're still doing it and we're still creating income for, for these rec centers. It's, it's amazing as you describe it, you know, it's almost like when we first discovered it, like that almost seemed to get to be true. Now when they're meeting you, you almost sound too good. Like, well, yeah, Joe, cause Joe, you're, you're, you're hitting all my pain points. Like it, it sounds right. It's right. Like, what have you been, you've been on our meetings. Oh, wait, yeah, you have to, okay, wait a minute. But so you know what their pain points are and it becomes mm -hmm. a great partnership. And I think to your point, this is real money for them. So first of all, you take away the headaches. And you're giving them more money and that money will usually fund a job or two of people that are working there right? yes. so it, 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 yeah. for them. So they're, they become your partners. And so all of a sudden here you mm -hmm. are in a new place, instead of being the, the, the new guy on the block all by yourself, the way we we're originally doing this stuff. All of a sudden you come in with some great fanfare and, and starts from day one, all of a sudden you're delivering money to these guys day one. Okay. So it's, a, it's, why would it ever stop if you guys keep doing what you guys are doing? It comes down to the point where it's like, okay, it's, it's a great partnership, a great relationship. And it's, it really, it, it really builds upon what you guys do and do well. And, you know, as you're talking, I, 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 I'm smiling ear to ear because I'm listening to talk about your systems. I, again, all the learning you've had, you're, you're taking it and, and putting it into use. That's and, great to see. And you're getting to the point now, dude, I think to your point, Joe, is that after like everything else, after a decade of grinding this thing out, all of a sudden now you're starting to get those calls. Okay. Well, it's not that overnight success. It's taken all right, the right. Grind and grind and success usually takes about 15 years, right? right. That's it. Yeah. That's the formula. Right. <laughs> you know, not being afraid to try things, you know, be, be able to kind of do those things and, and grind it out and then learn and adjust. And it isn't, like you said, it isn't, and, and we don't expect our clients to just roll over and put their legs in there and say, oh, yeah, I'll do whatever you tell me, right? There's, there's often that kind of give and take, right? So we, we often have things back right. and forth um, early on, but it's okay. But 
even though you're not doing something, doesn't mean you haven't heard it. You just aren't ready to hear mm-hmm. it yet, right? So the things kind of right. kind of move along. Now I want to circle back to this is something you talk about um, as part of your your introduction. I mean, you've had tremendous success over your over your life, both professionally, personally, um, athletic wise, and you know you you gave us a snippet of some of those highlights, right? Um, it's hard to mm-hmm. hard to bottle them all up here in just you know just in an hour or so. But you had talked about um, you know, always knowing that you needed coaching and, and every part of your life where you've had success, you, you, you kind of point back to having coaching to help you <laughs> stuff. So, you know, one of the keys that we know for, for, for us to have success with people is having somebody who's, who's very coachable, but, you know, what did you see, you know, when you were ready to kind of bring somebody out, you know, you know, what kind of stuff was it, you know, and, and how do you kind of look at that? Cause again, you said you look at it from just your overall life, you, you know, everywhere you look, mm-hmm. you've had some, 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 so just talk about and what your experience has been like that kind of some of the things that, that you've learned. Cause I think what's happening now too, is you're probably, you do a ton of coaching yourself, obviously, whether it be in, you know, the sports stuff or what you're doing with, with your team, everything else. So it's like an, it, it's an everyday thing. I think for you, Joe, you, you, you may not mm-hmm. think much about it, but I'd be curious to kind of hear your take on it, kind of how you, how you look and think about this. Cause again, you've had tremendous success in your life, but you, you've always talked about, you know, it's not all you, even though you've been, in some individual sports like that, it's not just all about you. So talk about that a little bit in terms of how the coaching has helped, kind of, you know, what you see. Right. Yeah. So um, that's a good question. Yeah. Because I I, want to say that, um, so as far as, uh, you know, my aha moment bringing you gentlemen in to to help was I I knew that I didn't know. You know, I I had met Jack many times at some different networking meetings. And I obviously, um, Adam, I think you were in my net, my group for, for a few years, you know, and um, uh, I think, I mean, it came to the point where I knew that, like, I don't know how to get to the next level. I just didn't know. And, and so I've never been one to like, you know, I mean, I'll try it on my own and try to figure it out for a limited amount of time, but if I'm spinning my wheels, like you, you got to bring somebody in and I don't care if that's in your business or if that's in, you know, your, your, you know, as, as me as a wrestler or bodybuilder or in fitness or anything, you know what I mean? If I'm, I'm I mean, I'm, I just, I, I just pulled out my golf clubs. I'm not a golfer. I'm hitting the ball. I'm like, yeah, I'm horrible. Like eventually I got to go get some coaching. Right. Because somebody's going to be like, no, 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 it's a simple fix. And then, wow, that was so easy. And it's, and it's one thing. So that, that's kind of what, where I was, when, when we first brought Maximum Value Partners in was we wanted to, you know, what don't we know? This is kind of where I want to go. How do we get there? And then, all right, we got to ask you a ton of questions and we got to test it out. You know what I mean? So that was kind of the, I think the process for me, as far as, you know, um, the aha moment of, okay. Um, you know, and, and the other part is like, who, who, who's, hugely successful has not had a coach name them i don't know who they are they're they're out there every everybody's had mentors and there's a lot of different names for them. mentors coaches you know but you, you have to continue to learn and explore other options and if you have someone i call it the sacajawea principle right so <laughs> i can't take i can't go somewhere I've, i can't lead somebody else to a place i've never been you know what i mean so you guys have been there you guys have done it you've taken other businesses there it made sense, right? To to say, all right, here's where I want to go, and you're like, oh yeah, well, Sacagawea, right? So yeah, this is we got to go down this trail, we got to go down here, and this is going to be the rough patch through here, and then we go over here, and then we're there, and it's like, ah, okay, that that just shaved years off off of 
um, you know, getting to where we're at today um, be, because we had, uh, you know, we brought you on for some guidance and, and to kind of point us in the right direction. All right. So, Jack, we're, we're going to have a spelling bee here. See who can spell Sacagawea. Who, who gets a quote? What do you think? Is it Sacagawea? No. That's all right. That's, that's, that's a good that's a good analogy you know we use that we use you know often talk about like sherpas or yeah it's just here's yeah. what here's what you have to do next it, it's always that key thing and and you know as, as jack mentioned earlier too you know where you coached us well yeah between you and your trainers in terms of training us i don't know what to do but mm -hmm. I, you know, i'm i'm pretty coachable so tell them what to do i'll i'll do it but you know i'd rather go to somebody who knows what they're doing versus me going by myself i don't know what the heck i'm doing i'll, I'll go in i'll get injured right. i'll be i'll be doing the wrong things and you know not getting results mm -hmm. not why versus wait wait a minute these guys know what they're doing. So let me, let me listen to them. You know, let's take, yes. take their knowledge and guidance. Um, so, you know, based on having, again, just a lot of success that you've had, you know, do you, do you have things as you're thinking about, um, are there certain things you would say, Hey, you know, make sure these are must have to do things uh, versus things that you might avoid. I'll, I'll give an example. And something that, that you do, that's pretty common that we see amongst successful people is you, you write a lot of stuff down. And I'm guessing you still have your library somewhere. You, you maybe show me your book here, your, your latest notebook. Okay, there we go. Right in front of me, man. Here, here, here look at it, man. I'm drawing in there. I'm, yep, there I'm it like is. ADHD. Here's there's last week's goals, right? right? So, so yeah. you got you got so. years of books of stuff kind of written down. But yeah, so talk about some mm -hmm. of the things that again are some of the, the Joe Butler must-haves that have success versus maybe it's things you have to avoid or or, or kind of cut out of your life to help be successful. Talk about some of those things, Joe. Yeah. So um, first thing is, I mean, as far as business goes or anything, what's your vision? Your vision, you know, don't be vague. What, what do you want? You know, so sit down and spend some time on it. Don't just spit out an answer, you know, um, but you got to, you got to put a little bit of time into it and, and you got to figure out, all right, that's what you really want. Okay. And then think about why you want it, you know? So call it a you know then you start breaking it down your vision starts to break down into some some yearly and, and monthly and weekly goals right so okay i gotta do these things well we gotta i mean it's not all gonna happen on the last day of the, we gotta we gotta stretch this out we, well how can we move the chains today you know so so having that vision and then breaking it down into you know um doable pieces i think is is the first thing you know what i mean and, and then the, the answers will come to you from that you know, um, I want to, you know, be here, you know, our, our, our goal is to get to 10 million now, you know what I mean? All right, that's great. Um, how are we going to do it? You know, it's just a number until we, we start putting, putting things, you know, putting actions to, to what we need to do. So, um, you know, so just mapping it out and then testing things, you got to test things and then you got to be willing to let go of what doesn't work, you know, and then you got to be willing to try something new. You know, we, we, um, after you know, we got some COVID money from our from our employees, and um, and one of the things I did, you know, I, I see a lot of people talking about. I went to the Bahamas and I did this and I did that. I'm like, hell no, I am doubling <laughs> down, man. So I I invested into updating the website and into a marketing plan, which I'd never had. I mean, we had some marketing, but we brought on a, a group to do marketing for us. Um, and all of a sudden, it was like we were the the bubba gump shrimp boat we were the only ones out there nobody every i, I was talking to other people not oh we're pulling back all our advertising you, you are <laughs> sweet you know let's roll man <laughs> i'm gonna hey if i'm gonna go down i'm gonna go down flames man so 
Um, so I invested in that and it paid off. You know what I mean? So we just kept reinvesting in that and, and we've, we've switched marketing companies a, a handful of times to find the right fit. Um, you know, but, um, but it all came from having the vision. I mean, we don't do that. If, you know, if I, if I think I can do it with, with door hangers and, and flyers under people's, you know, uh, windshield wipers, well, I don't need that. But, you know, that, that brings you to a certain level and, you know, you throw enough dung at the wall, something's going to stick, but that, that wasn't it. You know what I mean? Okay. That we tried it. It didn't work, you know, cross that off the list. We don't do that. Now, you know, sorry, Jack. I'm sure you're upset about that one as well, right? Um, <laughs> so the glass case is gone, right? It's gone. Like, why do we, you know, why do we, we don't need that, you know? And, and it comes to, I remember, um, man, I just recently reread um, the book, but the, talking about the, you know, hedgehog principle. Oh, yeah. What do you do? What can you be the great, greatest yeah. in the world at? What can you be the greatest in the world at? And, and I thought about that, you know? Um, and, um, and, you know, I, I believe that we can be the greatest in the world at personal training. We can have the greatest personal training company ever in the history of the planet. So I believe that, you know, and, and, and that's my goal. That's my drive. You know, so does that, how, how do we quantify if we're the greatest? Is it the most dollars? Is it the most people helped? Is it, you know, most locations? No, you guys figure that out, but that's our vision, right? So, um, uh, you know, um, so so our growth is is basically how do we continually to get better? What systems can can we improve that we are more efficient? You know, how do we reach more people? You know, so so that was a lot of um, kind of the thought process into that. But yeah, to to anybody listening, and I would say have have a vision. I would definitely get coaching. You know what I mean? Because you're going to come to a point where you don't know. Everybody does. So so at that point, you got to reach out. You know. Um, you know, I obviously my experience has been with with Adam and Jack. Um, highly recommend you know reaching out to them. Um, but um, you know, there's you know, there, but you have to have a way to to break through and find out what you don't know. Um, or it's you're going to be stuck there and you're going to spin your wheels for a while. And, and and it's okay with spinning your wheels for a while because that gives you the hunger to be like, all right, like we tried this for the fourth time and it's we with a slight tweak and it's not working. Maybe you're just on the wrong road and you don't even know it. <laughs> You know what I mean? So there, there's, I mean, you, you don't really, you don't really realize what you don't know until you bring somebody in who's already done it to be like, Hey, wait a minute, there's, there's something right there. Oh, and it just, it's effortless. So, you know, so um, yeah, have a vision, get some coaching, map out your plan, set some goals uh, and then stay to the plan. You know, Hey, I'm tired. I don't really feel like doing it, man. Nobody cares. <laughs> get it done. You know what I mean? It's like, you, you got to do it. You know? <laughs> No, nobody cares if you're hurt or sick either you do the job or you don't you know so and that's i think back to the wrestling mindset of let's just you know you got to get this done well how, how somebody uh i think it was uh it was one of the guys on the team i was working and you know i work i can t do a lot of the work from home now which is great but um how long are you going to be working tonight till i'm done what do you mean it's gonna like i, I gotta knock these things out however long that takes I'm, and then when it's done i'm done i'm going to bed not right. doing any more of that, you know, so and I'll pick it up tomorrow, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So I think those, those would be the tips that I would look at, you know, for, for helping somebody get to the next level. Well, those are good advice. If, if I play back a little bit, what you said in terms of the, the, the vision, you know, so early on your vision was, Hey, I, you know, can we, I have kids coming in. I need to make an income. I want to try to do it on my own. So yeah, I think the vision then was like, Hey, can we, can we, can we do it on our own? Uh, you know, can I, you know, get past. Right. Okay. Now, you got past that pretty quickly. So, okay, now what can we kind of build? And so 
when we first met. Yeah, you you're you, you talking about hey, let's get let's get to the million. Okay, well now that you've mm-hmm. now that you're there, you're going well. Eh, let's go. Let's go to ten. Okay, it's and, and so you constantly have to kind of readjust it. But again, you can't you kind of you, you you kind of point to it. And so here's what here's what I'm kind of going at. But it's I think to your point, Joe. If you don't know what you're looking for, you're going to miss those opportunities because you aren't right. tuned into them, and, and they're there every day. They're, you know, these things are there mm-hmm. every day. Just as you continue to kind of hone in the focus, all of a sudden, well, you know where you're where you're going for. You know, most folks, I think, right. I think you're right. They're just kind of bopping around, kind of day to day, just trying to get mm-hmm. through today and all, all that kind of stuff. Where it's like, well, hey, if you don't know where you're going, yeah, you, you'll, you'll probably get there. You know, wherever, wherever yes. that's going to be. You just kind of, that's right. Just, you know, exactly people, right. Not people that you'll meet during your life that they have ideas of where they want to go and they'll bring you on and help you help them get where they want to go. Right. So, mm-hmm. right. Um, so I, I think that's a great place to start in terms of just, you know, having, having a good vision like that's, uh, I, th- I think, very, very key. Um, I wanted to give mm-hmm. you, a, a chance to check out if you have other questions. It's already been an hour and twenty minutes, and so I, I, I want to be. I know. I just. I want to be conscious of the time, time too. Yeah. And you shared a lot of good stuff, a lot of good highlights here. But um, I don't know if there's other things you wanted to make sure you you kind of got across here. If there's some, if there's some final thoughts. If there's, you know, this is called Dirty Secrets of Small Business, Joe. So I don't know if you, if you have some dirty secrets that that you want to kind of share. Dirty secrets, <laughs> man. Kind of I don't out. know. Probably, <laughs> I want to incriminate myself, right? No, right. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, send them, man, send them, send them anonymously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, uh, I, I think the, you know, man, I, I just think you gotta, gotta know where you're going, and you, you get shitty days. There's gonna be days that are not working out the way you want. It's okay. It's gonna happen. I'm telling you in advance. That's what's going to happen. And there's going to be months like that. And it's okay. You know what I mean? So, so I breathe a little deeper now and I'm not as wound up because I know that, you know, I, I know where we're going and, and we're, and then I'm certain we're going to get there. So to have a bump in the road, is just part of the, the, uh, my, you know, the path, you know what I mean? It's just how it goes. So when, on the, on the days when everything's going to hell, smile. You know what I mean? It's going to be okay. You know what I mean? Just, just breathe. But, but it's always good to have like mentors, like coaches, like you, I, I know when, when I was having a, just a bad day, you know, I'd usually blow up Adam's phone, you know, um, and just, just reach out and be like, Hey man, everything's going to hell in the handbasket, you know? And, and I'd be more wound up and you're like, all right, settle down, brother. You know what I mean? Here, here's what, here's what we got. Let's, let's map this out. You know what I mean? So that's have another, you know, adult to talk to who's been there and done that is is um is really valuable it's really valuable to have um you know uh adam and jack just i could i know that i could pick up the phone and and they can they can help me through something it's fine well that's that's it's very wise those are very wise wise words so <laughs> we talked about having having a bad day i remember it was probably the first month that we were training with you guys joe and we were filling out our food journals uh, and filling stuff out i was just having a bad run and it was like you're like it's okay what's your next meal All right and again it's like right. whatever's done done you know or you know you talk about well look you know yeah. instead of eating three donuts can you eat two donuts instead All right it's it's often right. so, it's just small wins man small yeah, wins Move small the wins to start stacking right. those things right you start you start, you start kind right. of going right and uh yeah. you know so those are you know and it's key to kind of stay that it takes a certain level of maturity to understand that and the, the roller coaster of life, the roller coaster of business, 
there's gonna be some really good highs there'll be some really low lows but you got to keep on you know keep on doing that and even in some bad days good stuff still happens and it just comes back to well, yeah. what are you what are you focusing on you focus on all, all the negative crap right. you focus on all exactly. the good stuff you have kind of going on you know yep. yeah um, yeah you know I, I heard before i don't know if i've ever had a, i've had bad moments i don't know if i've ever had a whole bad day i mean so things will come up and be like wow it just deflates you and it's like all right you know don't worry about it right you know we'll, we'll figure yeah, that move out forward. You know, we, that's it move yeah, forward. deal with it move forward yeah you know so um yeah i i think um yeah definitely you know in in those times it's always it's always good to just keep your cool breathe a little bit take the big picture go back to the big picture go back to the vision reach out to you know have you know adam or jack talk you off the ledge um or, or your mentors or whoever that person is for you and um you know, they can give you some insight and, you know, I mean, once, once you step back and get 10,000 feet up and look down, it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. You know I mean? <laughs> None of that stuff. All, all the things I look back at, it was earth. I mean, I was losing my mind on, I look back on now and say, like, wait a minute, what was that? I don't even remember it. You know I mean, it wasn't a big deal. You know, right. so. But it's, it, it's, it's it was the biggest deal at the time. But yeah. Yeah. You know, at the time it was the yeah, biggest deal ever. Now you're like, whatever. Dude. Right. <laughs> I don't remember it. You know? Get it done before breakfast. You know? Yeah, it's no big deal. <laughs> right, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you've you, you've really come a long way, Joe. And it's you know you know part of what we get our kicks from and and, and, and our high fives is being able to to work with great owners like you, um, and be able to watch you grow and progress. And we notice that with the discussions that we have in terms of things that we're that we're talking about, our, our discussions change over the years. And what's really fun too is mm-hmm. you know you know we haven't been actively coaching you for for a couple of years and. You know what we love about the coaching part of it is it it, it gets in there, and it, it takes mm-hmm. root. And so as I'm as I'm listening to you talk, it's you know it, it, we talk about you know stamping folks kind of MVP uh, certified. You know you're you're right there, buddy. <laughs> got doing all the stuff because yeah. you're taking those lessons and and you're applying it. So at this point, you know mm-hmm. Jack's favorite thing to talk about is getting a pizza shop, right? So. You can, you can get a pizza shop and run it no problem because you because you you know exactly what you do. You got, you got your team together, get your marketing plan together. You're exactly, really, it's the same stuff. It's just right. Doesn't right. necessarily you know drive yeah, every piece itself for profit, nonprofit. Yeah, right, right. We got to set a pizza shop up next to our Bay Village location That's so it. we can create a market. Right. That's right. Come go right around <laughs> and get your work done. Hey, That's free good. pizza. Come on back over, man. <laughs> you know, we'll get you in shape. It's all right. You know. That's that's not a bad thing, not a bad thing. But uh, we we really do appreciate you coming on and, and sharing just part of your story with us. Um, we'll be sure to put the prescription fitness and and Butner Wellness Group uh, as part of as part of our notes. People can get to that stuff as well. We really appreciate you kind of come on and be able to kind of share some of your story. You have a great story to share. Um, and if folks are are looking for any kind of uh, personal training, like I said you know Jack and I um, experienced it. It was wonderful. We've worked with I, I can't tell how many trainers over the years. Uh, we've worked with you know, almost everybody on your staff. It's you know at, at some point, uh, and they were all very very good experiences. You know they all do it in their own their own way, but there's a certain a certain feel and a certain way that you know that things go about doing it. And um, I always felt good after those. You know because I go turn my brain off and come out and yes. and, and working out is one of those things that. You don't want to do it, but once you when you're done, you always feel better. It's one it's one yes. of the few things you always feel better afterwards. Most things you don't necessarily feel better afterwards, but with, with, with <laughs> training, you, you feel better afterwards. Very true. Very right. true. You do. So, yes. But uh, again, Joe, well, guys, thank- I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, love you guys, man. You you've taken me a long way, and I, I really appreciate it. Hey, right. it's been. Well, we appreciate you too. So. 
That's a good thing. It's been a, it's been a great partnership, yes. and, and, we, and uh, it's good to give our audience here a little glimpse of some of the things that uh, that we get to share with our clients. And it's a big part of why Jack love uh, Jack. I love what we do, whether it be for our coaching business with Max and Value Partners or this labor of love we call Dirty Secrets of Small Business, because we want to share these things. Mm-hmm. Because we know there are a lot of other Joe Butlers out there, whether it be in the fitness world or not. We're going to listen to your story, Joe, and they're going to be like, "Wait a minute, I'm there, right? This is Joe at you know 25, Joe at 30. Okay, wait a minute. So there's there's those models there to be able to have things happen. And so we like to be able to kind of share those things. And so if you're listening here for the first time, welcome. Glad you were able to join here at Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We've got lots of other shows. Like we said here at the outset, we're, we're approaching 400 shows. We've been doing this for, 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 for over seven years now. And week to week, we put shows together that help as a small business owner, help you grow and run your business. And we get blessed once in a while to have, to have great people like Joe on here to be able to kind of share a story. But if you like what you heard, you can get all of our uh, all of our shows at dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com. You click, click click on the episodes tab. You'll see a search bar there. Put in a search for whatever topic you're, you're looking for. It'll feedback whatever shows that, that that we've done on that topic. If you don't find one that suits your needs, you can reach out to us. You can email us at radio at maximumvp.com or give us a call three three zero eight four nine zero six seven zero. We can either answer the question for you directly, or we can put together a show and be able to uh, answer it as part of the show. Because chances are. If you've got the question, somebody else does too, and they'll be happy that you asked it. Uh, if you prefer to get it uh, at your smart device, you can use any of the, the, the big podcast players out there, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, iHeart. Just search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Uh, we usually drop a new episode every Thursday morning. It'll be delivered right there to your smart device. You can get all the prior episodes there as well. So I really appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Thank you, Joe Butler.